Hey, welcome to the Faith NFM podcast. We appreciate your time today, and we encourage you to head on over to faithnfm.com where you can find the notes for this presentation, as well as links to all that's happening around Faith Assembly. Our hope is that this message helps move you forward in your faith journey. Amen. Hey, thank you for worshiping with us. You may go ahead and have a seat. We're going to dive into this morning's message, and I don't want to be too long. I know we have the littles with us, and I love the children. If you're a parent in here, if that baby is crying, we know the church ain't dying. I say that quite often. And we have internet in this part, so if you need to slide the phone, that's cool too, you know, like do whatever it takes, but our God is good. Our God is true. Our God is faithful. For years, one generation could always recall where they were when President JFK was shot. Most of us were old enough to remember where we were when the towers, 9-11, collapsed. This week marks another tragedy in our community and our lives when Hurricane Ian made landfall. As we took shelter, many of us were asking ourselves, is this the what-if storm? What if it lived up to its height? What if it did the damage that everybody talked about? What if the news wasn't wrong? What if, what if, what if? We got up the next day, if you slept maybe, but many of us stayed awake hearing the the winds and the rain and the debris hitting the house or the floodwaters coming in. And we got up and said, We have a new reality. That what if came in, and now we have a new normal. I stand before you today extremely blessed, fortunate. I can't imagine to begin to feel the way some of you felt when you walked through these doors and your house has been flooded five feet or four feet or you have to run through the middle of the night to get out where I hear stories of people seeking safe havens, sitting on a jet ski, holding on. Or when I hear people peeling out of their driveways because they weren't in danger zone, but all of a sudden they were in the danger zone. When ladies and people are swimming roof to roof, when people are climbing trees, when I see and I hear the stories of homes being destroyed, roofs flying off, boats capsized, and many, many more. The stories I've heard, and I'm sure you've heard or maybe seen the news or heard from a friend, reveal one thing, just how strong we are. I'm inspired when I hear stories of how strangers became friends, rescued people from the flood, where we hear people from our church going to the barrier islands and providing food and water and other essentials. How people would open their homes to those in need for showers, for cooking, for food. This week, we revealed how strong we really are. We have experienced something in a generation that was devastating. Whether you incurred much damage or minimal damage, much loss or no loss, Forever we will be united. Forever we will be 
together. Our hearts and prayers go out to those who've lost loved ones, who've lost their homes, who are in the midst of recovering from the devastation, who don't know what to do next. So how do we face something like this? There is only one way, and that's together. It's no irony that we lost power, and three days later, our power in our facility was restored. I got with the team, and communications were breaking down, as many of us experienced. And when that was the moment we said, we'll do whatever we can to open up our doors to reach our community and to be a place for our church. Together we will move forward. Together we will find hope and healing. Together we will show that love restores. We'll show the goodness wins over evil and that faith wins over fear, church. In Psalm 23, it is written by David, who was a guy who knew what fear was, says this, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Some translations put it this way, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. When we look at the Hebrew term, we put shadow and death together, and it's this term that comes about, the shadowest of all shadows. This week we walk through a dark, dark time. But know this, God is close beside us. Today we'll look at how we can begin walking together through this valley. If you don't go through the hurt, you'll get lost in the hurt. So today we have to understand we're going to go through the hurt so we don't get lost in the hurt. First, I'd like to give you this piece of encouragement. We need to walk through the hurt. Walk through the hurt. David begins Psalm 23 by saying, The Lord is my shepherd. All the Bible, there is this image of God as our shepherd, the guy that helps and protects the sheep. One modern shepherd put it this way about sheep. He says, this sheep are notorious creatures of habit. Left to themselves, they will follow the same trail until it turns into ruts. They will graze the same hills until they become desert waste. Pollute the ground until it is corrupt with disease and parasites. Sheep are followers. Today, though we might have the illustration of being sheep, we come to appreciate who our shepherd is. You wouldn't think that when a sheep, one where they're notorious, would, would lead and then the flock would follow and if one went off the cliff, then the other flock would follow. Church, we are being hit with this question. How are we going to respond? Are we going to let fear cripple us? Are we going to let fear distract us? Are we going to be lost in the hurt? This Bible says the human predicament, yours and mine, is 
like those that can be just followers. At this moment, we can either follow our good Lord and Savior, or we can follow the hurt and get lost, get confused, and pour into very distraught thinking and ways. Psalms 23, verses 1 through 3 says this, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. So as we enter into the stages of grief, shock, denial, anger, bargaining, sadness, acceptance, as we enter into those stages, they're natural, they're normal, but as we work through that hurt, know that our God is faithful. Our God is our strength. I had a friend post this, still devastated, still confused, still angry, still sad, and still trusting. Still hoping, but still praying, but still planning, still loving, still leading, still believing, still singing, still going. Church, we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to still trust in our God. Nothing can deter us from that. We can trust in Him in all things, Scripture says. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Psalms 56, 8, David writes, You have seen me tossing and turning through the night. You have collected all my tears, preserved them in your bottle. You have recorded every one in your book. Yet he will wipe every tear away. There will be no more death. There will be no more sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone for heaven, or gone forever when we come into a relationship with him. If you don't go through the hurt, you'll get lost in the hurt. Walk through the hurt, and then secondly, walk in faith. Through the storm, we have kept power and Wi-Fi and water. My family and I, our neighborhood didn't reap some of the consequences that many of you faced. Today when I got up here and trying to navigate what the words to say and how to process, shaking the hands of people coming through these doors and my heart breaking, seeing the tears, seeing the needs, seeing what is right there. I didn't know how to process it. I woke up after the storm has passed, and I drove down to my parents' house who lived in Iona, and that's when things got real. Many of us, in some way, shape, or form, have been connected and will always be connected. There are things that we will never understand, but rather than let them shake our faith or drive us away from God, we need to lean into our faith and rely on God. That's our prayer right now for Southwest Florida. At the end of service, we'll be calling our prayer team forward and 
those who are able to pray with the needs that we have. See, we all ask, why do these moments happen? Why did this happen? How could God allow this? Why not me, I asked myself. Why them? If God is good, why didn't he stop this? And I'll confess to you right now, I don't know. All the whys of today. The question of suffering is as old as time, and the answer in the Bible gives us not much as an answer, as a presence, the presence of God. I know that people have free will and can do horrible things, and that natural disasters can happen and occur. But I know the Bible says that when we struggle, when we go through things, our God will never leave us. When we lean into God, we experience his peace that passes understanding. In Psalms 23, verses 4 through 5, it says, Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Scripture never says we won't go through a storm. (coughs) And many times we want the protection, but today we need the comfort. He prepares a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by your anointing, my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Psalms 23. See, David found comfort in his faith. The only way that you'll be able to find comfort asking and wrestling this question is through your faith. Sometimes it's hard to grip, sometimes it's hard to understand, but my encouragement to you is don't lose faith. Walk in faith. Because if you don't go through the hurt, you'll get lost in the hurt. Walk through the hurt, walk in faith, and walk together. That's number three for us. Part of God's answers to crisis and difficulties is the church community. The church has the idea, the church is his idea, this community of everyday imperfect people all in progress who walk together with one another and support one another. This building lost power, but we did everything we could to get it up and ready for you so that we can be a community that not only preaches, but also practices what God's called us to do. And that's to not only serve when it's convenient, but serve in times of need. We have showers that are available. We have coffee. We have charging stations. We'll keep this place open to serve in times of need. See, David says this in Psalm 23, 6, Surely your goodness and your unfailing love will pursue me all days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Oftentimes we're asked this question. When we get hit in the face, how are we going to respond? Are we going to get back up, or are we going to keep laying down? Church, we're going to get back up time and time again. Why? Because we can do it together. Even in the valley, David knew God's goodness and his presence. We're going through a journey together in the coming weeks and days, and I just want you to know that we are here for you. 
We're willing to partner with you. We're going to be taking uh, names and needs to do the best we can to serve you. If you are someone who has uh, made it through, maybe unscathed or have resources, I would encourage you, bring them here. Help, assist, because we are better together. We're going to get through this together. We can let our fear drive us. Or we can look to our right this morning, our left. We can see the love online or wherever people are at. And we can say, you know what? I'm not in it alone. Don't lose sight of that. There's a story in Scripture where Jesus is asleep on a boat. The storms strike up. The disciples, scared for their lives, they run down to Jesus. And Jesus, sleeping right there on a, on a cushion, wakes up, comes out to the front of the boat and says, peace, be still. Literally, he said, be muzzled. Though we've gone through a scenario, though we're going to be experiences, the stages of grief, we have a God that can give us peace, and we can never forget that. Peace be still. That's my prayer for you today. Because if you don't go through the hurt, you will get lost in the hurt. My encouragement to you today is go through it, Know you're not alone. Walk in faith and continue to trust in your God. Continue to walk together. Continue to call on his name. So I thought it, our responsibility when we came together as a team, how can we help? So many people want to jump in and, 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 and help and we, we loved that and we got together and we, we went around and we moved some debris and we helped in certain scenarios in the way that we could and communication being lacking. And I started praying this week, God, we have people hurting. God, we have people who are displaced. God, we have people who lost everything, no insurance. A lot of us were faced with these questions of the uncertainty. Earlier we sing that we have, we sung that we have a, a peace that no one really understands. That peace comes from Jesus. You know, when the world would probably scratch their head and they would say, why would you ever go to church? Because they, they don't understand what we understand. Maybe you're in this place right now and you're thinking, I need that peace because right now you're hopeless right now you're questioning everything right now you're hurting we started to evaluate what our essential needs were as a church what are we called to do so as a team we got together and we said you know what the greatest thing we can do is be here for us with our faith 
in our spiritual journey with our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Because right now, even though we have a lot of physical needs, that's temporary. We're talking eternity. Some of us in this place, we're going to be battled and we're going to be scarred and we're going to be tired, we're going to be weak. But I want to encourage you, walk in faith. Don't give up. Trust your God. Lean into His peace. We're in this together. So we're going to close with the final song. And at this time, I'm going to invite, if you've served on the board and you're here tonight, you and you're or here this morning, excuse me, I'm going to invite you forward, our prayer team forward. If you served in leadership at our church in some capacity, yes, Miss Naomi, of course, Chris, Carlson's, Caspics, Fishers, come on down. Trudy, pastors, if you're available. These people are up here. They want to pray for you and your needs and what you've gone through. It's not just coming in these doors and then leaving and then figuring everything out. It's saying, God, how much do I trust you right now? God, I got to step out in prayer right now. God, I need you right now. We're hurting right now. Maybe you don't have a need specifically right now. Maybe someone you know, someone you love, someone you care for does. The first place we start is prayer, church. So I'm going to invite us to stand right now. And if you need prayer, if you're hurting, if we need to line up, if we need to do whatever we need to do, we'll do it. We're here to pray for you. We're going to sing, and let's just call on God, because this is what it's about. It's not about anything else. It's about our time with Him and how He'll bring peace into our lives. Let's worship this morning. Let's pray. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or would like to speak to someone concerning this message, we invite you to fill out our online communication card at faithnfm.com. And if you're able, we'd love to have you with us in person on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 1045 a.m. or on the best night of the week for Wednesday prayer at 7 p.m. We're at 7101 Bayshore Road in North Fort Myers, just two miles west of I-75 at exit 143. Thanks again for listening.